0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're starting a new series of programmes, Colin. We're going to be basing it on the letter to the Hebrews. Now, perhaps we should ask a few questions about this. Who is it written by and who is it written to? Well, uh, I what I want to do as we go through... Uh, Hebrews, is to relate it to our contemporary situation today. Um, There's great controversy as to who it was written by. Um, Some think that it was Paul, some, possibly somebody very close to Paul, like Apollos. Uh, The thinking is in many ways similar to Paul's. The language is very different in some respects to Paul's writing. So, I personally favor it being written by somebody who was close to Paul, certainly in the whole apostolic flow of what was going on in the early church. Uh, It's written as a a general letter, really, to obviously aimed uh, at Jewish believers and those um, in the Jewish community who... um, the, church, the early church was wanting to reach with the gospel. Um, now this means that a lot of people today, especially in the Western church, sort of turn off from this uh, epistle because it does seem to be so Jewish in content. I think that is a big mistake because, of course, we can't understand the cross really fully without this letter to the Hebrews. That's why it is in our New Testament. Uh, We have this wonderful prophecy in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53 especially, which explains the cross at one level. But um, the epistle to the Hebrews explains why it was necessary uh, for the cross to take place, what actually happened during the cross, and above all, the position that we now have with God because of what he accomplished through the death and the sacrifice of his son at Calvary. So it's an absolutely key uh, part of the New Testament scriptures. And I want us to take very much um, a a look at this uh, epistle in our contemporary situation, to see what it is saying to us now about the cross and about the application of the cross and of the truth of the gospel in our lives personally and also, uh, to a certain extent, in the situation in which we uh, are placed in the world generally, politically and socially. So I believe that, that this epistle is very much an epistle for these times. Amazing, really, that uh, what was written nearly 2,000 years ago can speak to us today. But then the whole of Scripture is eternal, really. I mean, heaven and earth will pass away. So, Jesus, my words will not pass away. And we always regard the words of Scripture as the words of Jesus because they are inspired by his Spirit, whether they're the spoken word that that, uh, he gave when he was on earth or whether it's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Through such people as Paul and Peter and John, and the author of this Hebrew epistle. There's no greeting at the start of this letter. No, because it is a general letter. It's really, um, it's hardly in the form of a letter. Really, it's much more like uh, an explanatory piece of teaching about uh, about the cross. It's. It's almost like um, uh, uh, an evan- evangelistic tract <laughs> to, to be put into the hands of Jewish people to explain that Jesus is their Messiah and to explain all that has been accomplished through him, uh, through the cross and through his resurrection. So if we uh, start in on chapter one, In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. Now, if we just pause there. Um, God is a God who always speaks he spoke creation into being he spoke and it was made and he looked at what he had spoken into being and it was good we always need to remember that when god created everything was good it's only what's happened to creation since because of the fall uh, that causes so many problems in the world today now he spoke from heaven through the prophets all the way through the old testament We have people like Moses and Elijah and Elisha and then all the written prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and uh, those that um, we have shorter um, uh, uh, prophecies from. All these, all these are God speaking to his people through prophetic voices, but now the author to Hebrews is saying, he's spoken to us by his son. Now, I'm going to just talk about this because we live at a time when so many people are saying, well, there are many different ways to the same destination. There are different ways to know God, different paths to take to heaven that all the world religions uh, have something to teach us. And so we hear more and more talk about multi-faith and interfaith services and all that kind of thing. Now, I think what we have to do as Christians is stand up and say, no, there is only one way to know God personally in this life. There is only one Savior who has made it possible for us to become part of the kingdom of heaven and that is the lord jesus christ that he is not just a prophet islam has its prophet other religions have their prophets Uh, and indeed um, in the christian context we embrace the prophets of the old testament but we have a greater revelation than any prophet and that is that god has spoken through his son Now, you see, Muslims regard Jesus as a prophet, Um, they regard him as a prophet second to Muhammad, but we regard and know Jesus as the Son of God. Now, it's quite obvious that if God himself became man in Jesus, that would give us a much greater revelation of God than simply a man speaking under inspiration. And that is the difference between the Christian faith and all other religions, that we know, we believe, because faith, of course, is knowing, it's being sure and certain, the Scripture says. So, we know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and there are millions and millions of people all over the world who have already received salvation because they believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. You see, all other religions look to heaven or their equivalent of heaven as being a future event. But through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, heaven invades the earth, which is why Uh, Jesus taught us to pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's possible for us to become part of the kingdom of heaven now. And this is what makes the Christian revelation different from all other religions or faiths. And it is therefore absolutely essential for a Christian to believe that Jesus Christ is is the son of god that he was not a man inspired by god he was not someone who was born in the natural way of things uh, and that god sort of took hold of him and inspired him in a particular way to make him a great religious leader but no he was yes born of uh, of a virgin the therefore the the faith in the virgin birth is essential uh, because his father was the Holy Spirit. If, if he just had a human father, he would have just been a man who was inspired. But no, he was both human, having the human mother, and divine, having the Holy Spirit as the one who um, actually caused um, uh, Mary to be pregnant. So, We regard Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Now, I'm not just sort of trying to make a a very closely defined argument. I'm saying this is essential for everybody listening, if they want to receive the life of God now, if they want to receive salvation now, to know that their sins are forgiven now, if, if people want to receive the power of God into their lives so that they can be enabled in their daily walk to actually please God and fulfill his will and purpose for them, and also if they want to receive all that Jesus has made possible, the healing and the deliverance from bondage that he showed in his earthly ministry is now possible today through the, the life and power of the Holy Spirit working in and through believers. But all of that, all of that is totally dependent upon the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That means he is divine. That means that now his period on earth has finished. He has returned to heaven. He is at one with the Father. He is the object of worship in heaven. So we see in the book of Revelation uh, the whole heavenly host not only worshiping God the Father, but they're worshiping Jesus, the Lamb, the sacrificial Lamb, that was offered on the cross so that the world could know the salvation of God. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.